So I hope you're learning a lot in this series that we're doing on fighting fair. Uh, Greg has given you some skills, uh, given you some things to think about. Last week, I'm guessing you left here knowing a little bit more about how I struggle with forgiveness. And hopefully that gives you the freedom to also confess to God the areas that you need to grow in. And I bet you that one of the biggest areas of growth is how to really connect with your parents. Uh, isn't it true that that parent-child relationship is one of the hardest to stay humble and to keep your voice calm? And when you disagree with your parents, what do you do, right? So think back to the last time that you and your mom or your dad, or maybe you and both of them, had a disagreement. What did you say? What did you do? And what were you thinking about them in that moment? So as I was preparing this sermon, I, I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me to share about 25 years ago when I had my first and biggest disagreement with my parents. And I was going to tell you what I learned about how to talk to my parents during that time. Yes, you guessed it. It was when I started dating Greg. <laughs> and like, what did I do then? And I was going to share all of that with you. But God had a different plan. He wanted me to live out this week, right now, what I'm going to preach to you today. He didn't want me to talk about something easy that happened 25 years ago. He wanted me to stay in the moment. You see, it's been a really emotionally draining and challenging week for me and my siblings. My father is in his mid-80s, and he's beginning to show signs of early dementia. And recently, he's been struggling with depression and anxiety, and even a little bit of paranoia. And this week, his behaviors became pretty erratic and alarming. So we, as his children, had to figure out what to do to keep him safe and to keep everyone else around him safe. So we had to make some decisions that were hard, things that he didn't like, things that went against his very wishes. And the question kept coming up for me, how can I honor my father in the midst of doing something that he absolutely disagrees with. How can that be done? Well, I want to show you a picture, some pictures of me with my parents. I'm very close to both my mom and dad. Uh, and most people tell me that I look just like my dad, except that I'm a girl. And have you ever wondered, why did you give me these two parents, God? Right? Of the billions of people in this world, why these two people? And I want to share with you that the Bible tells us that God saw you when you were in your mother's womb. Not only did he see you, he was actually knitting you together with the DNA from your dad and the DNA from your mom. And you are exactly who you are because God chose these two people to give you the DNA that you have. That was his idea. So that means that 
God entrusted you to your parents. As a child, you need parents who are going to train you because you don't know how to survive in this world. They need to protect you, provide for you, keep you healthy and strong, give your body what it needs, give your mind what it needs. And ultimately, as you're growing up, God has entrusted you to your parents so that they can bring you to him. As you're growing up, though, there comes this phase where you start to be able to give back to your parents. I remember the first time Greg and I were out to dinner with his parents, and we're, we said, we got this. We saved enough money that we could now pay for dinner. Or the first time that my mom asked me my opinion on a really big decision that she had to make, and I was like, oh, I get to help you make decisions. Or the first time that I could challenge my parents on something they were doing that I didn't think was very biblical or was helpful to them, and they listened to me. And that, that was the beginning of a shift where as adults, we could be mutually caring for each other. Before, it was really one way. They just gave to me. And then eventually, I was able to give back, and it was a mutual caring for each other. But there comes a time when that caring balance shifts again. And for most of us, it's when our parents get old and they can no longer care for themselves. And at that time, then, they need you to give them what they need, what their bodies need, what, what they need emotionally. It's that time when you have to be able to protect them and keep them safe. It's during those times when you have to remind them of who God is and what God means to them. And what I've learned is that God entrusts your parents into your care. God entrusts your parents to your care. And as children, we often focus on the fact that our parents are supposed to care for us. But today, we're going to look at what it looks like that God has entrusted our parents to us. So let's open your Bibles or your apps or look on the screen. We're going to look at a story in Matthew 15, verse 1 through 9. And I'll kind of set it up for you, and then we'll read it. Um, so the Pharisees and teachers of the law are people, are the religious leaders of that time. And they had been hearing that Jesus was gaining popularity and Jesus was teaching people about God and what God wanted from people. And so they came to him. So here's where we pick up the story. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. So let me pause there and tell you what they were talking about. So the, the Pharisees were religious leaders who loved God's law. And they wanted to make sure that they never broke one of his laws. So they decided, you know what, to be safe, we need to come up with other rules that help us to stay 
far away from breaking God's law. It's kind of like building hedges around the law. So they came up with ideas about, okay, if, we, if God says this, then let's tell people don't even do this other thing so that they don't even break the, God's law. So they had this idea that to be pure and holy before God, we need to cleanse ourselves. So they would require people to ceremonially wash themselves. In fact, it was taught that you could only uh, use one hand and let the water drip on you, and then use that hand to let the water drip on the other side. So it wasn't really about cleaning your hands as much as ceremonially saying, God, I really want to be pure before you. So here they are, and they're like, Jesus, why don't you make your disciples follow our elders? Why don't you make them follow yours, those traditions? Okay, so let's see what Jesus says. Verse 3, Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? Now, God, Jesus is basically going to accuse them of trying to keep all their little rules, but still breaking God's law. Okay, so here's what he charges them with. For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Okay, so let's, let's look at what Jesus is quoting here. Jesus was quoting from Exodus 20, verse 12, which was the Jewish, what we would call their Bible, they called the Torah, the laws that God gave to Moses to give to the people. And this, this uh, law here, honor your father and your mother, is the fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments. So even people who, who never opened the Torah or the Bible know that there are Ten Commandments. Well, the fifth one is honor your father and your mother. And then just a couple verses later, God also said in the Torah, in this law, he said, if anyone curses their father or mother, is to be put to death. That's really what the verse says. So in case you're remembering back to when I asked you, when was the last time you had disagreement with your parents? And in your heart you were cursing them? Well, according to this verse, the penalty would be death. The point is that Jesus was reminding um, the Pharisees that God has a law that God wanted us to keep. But here's what their tra traditions did. So in verse 6, but you, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is quote-unquote devoted to God, then they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. So let me explain what they were doing. So the Pharisees said that, okay, if you have money or land or any material possession that you want to dedicate to God, like to the temple or to his use, you could say, this thing I'm going to promise to give to God. Not right now, but at least some point I will give it to God. And if you have said that, then if your parents need it, and they come to you and they're like, son or daughter, can you, know, can you help me with a you know, 
your land or your food or your money, and you can say, oh, sorry, that's God's. Can't use it for anything else. And Jesus said, you hypocrites. That means you people who look good on the outside but are crooked on the inside. You are willing to break God's law, honor your father and mother, by keeping your traditions which say, you know what? You can make a vow so that you don't have to take care of your parents. And Jesus goes on to say, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, and their teachings are merely human rules. He was basically saying, you look good on the outside, like like you're doing something for God by dedicating your money or, or your time or your energy. And you say, this is for God. But while you're doing that, in your hearts, you don't even care about your parents. You are not honoring them. And interestingly enough, Jesus makes this parallel that when we do that to our parents, it's like doing that to God, where we honor him with our lips, but in our hearts we don't really want to obey him. And so that word honor he uses twice here. You think you're honoring your parents, but then you're like, I don't have to honor you now because I'm doing something else for God. And Jesus calls them to go back to understanding what honor means. So in the Hebrew, the word for honor, as used in Exodus in the law, has this idea of giving weight to your parents, meaning listening to them, seeing them as valuable. In the Greek, as the New Testament was written, In the Greek, the word honor has this idea of prizing, has this idea of revering. And so when we honor our parents, we see them as valuable, as a prize to cherish, as really important in our lives. And Jesus helps us understand what God meant when he said in the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. He says that includes taking care of them. That includes taking care of them. And when you do that, then you are obeying God rather than human traditions. So during a particularly challenging and trying time this week. Um, My brothers and I got together over Facebook and prayed together. And in the middle of a prayer, these words came out of my mouth that I believe were inspired by the Holy Spirit. As I was praying, I said, Lord, as you have entrusted us to the care of our earthly father, you now entrust him to us. And we need your wisdom and guidance more than ever. I've always believed and been taught by my Hmong culture that as our parents get older, we're supposed to take care of them. I didn't question that, and I was willing to do that. 
But in that moment of prayer, God helped me to understand and he freed me to embrace taking care of my parents as a higher calling from God than just a human cultural practice. That God had entrusted my dad to me. And this week, as me and my siblings had to listen to my dad's irrational thoughts, some of his accusations, when we had to physically restrain him, when we tried to explain why we were making some decisions about him and for him, I had to constantly remind myself that God has entrusted my dad to me and my siblings. Therefore, I had to provide the best care for him, even if he doesn't understand it, even if he doesn't appreciate it, and even if he denounces me or curses me in the middle of it, that God had entrusted him to us. So what does all this have to do with learning how to still honor your parents while you're disagreeing with them? You might be wondering that. As I do life and walk with and counsel young people, I know how difficult it is to honor your parents in the middle of a fight. Like no one has the ability to hurt us the way our parents can with one look, one word, and we tend to just feel misunderstood. We feel insignificant when our parents don't agree with us. We can even feel shamed and rejected. And in those moments, it's really easy to respond with defensiveness, to become argumentative and try to show them that we know better. And sometimes we can even become hostile. And it's really easy to justify dishonoring our parents in the middle of those arguments especially when we think God is on our side and we're right and they're wrong. And just like the Pharisees, we might then say, I'm doing this because God told me to and how dare you get in my way. And we can actually use religious reasons to dishonor our parents. So here are some things I want to share with you about what we can do in the middle of disagreeing with our parents. How can we still show them that we honor them? And let me tell you, this week my dad pretty much said, I know you don't honor me, you don't respect me, because I'm seeing these actions. And as he was saying that, I had to constantly remind myself, Lord, help me to honor him, even right now, while I'm disagreeing with him, and while I'm even disobeying him. So here are some things to keep in mind. How can you honor your parents in the middle of disagreeing with them? The first thing I would say is that you need to check your heart. Do you have a heart of humility? Can you honor your parents with your heart? This is in your thoughts and your attitude towards them. And this will come out in your willingness 
to listen to what they say. So are you willing to sit back and listen and try to understand their perspective? Are you open to seeing some of their points and then incorporating their thoughts? Or are you more focused on making your point and making sure that they understand you? Okay, so that's a heart check. Am I honoring God in my heart, honoring my parents in my heart? The second thing to keep in mind would be to approach them with gentleness. This is honoring your parents with your mouth. These are the words that you use. When you disagree with them, are you able to speak kindly and softly and use gentle words, regardless of what they're saying to you, regardless of the tone of voice they're using with you, are you willing and able to be gentle with them in your words? Or do you instead raise your voice, use harsh words, and sometimes even mean words? Okay, so check your mouth, check your words. The third thing is self-control. We need self-control in honoring our parents. This is honoring your parents with your hands or your actions. Are you calm and able to think clearly and choose your behaviors and actions wisely in that moment of disagreeing with them? Or do you get emotionally reactive, verbally defensive, and then act impulsively to get back at them or to hurt them? Self-control is very important. And the fourth thing is that we need to honor our parents with patience. This is honoring them by giving them time. Are you willing to wait months? Are you willing to wait even years before your parents even consider what you have decided? Or before they accept that you're not going to change your mind, so they're okay with you finally. It took four years for my parents to be okay with me dating Greg. Those were four hellish years for me. But during those times, I had to practice humility. I had to be gentle. I had to be self-controlled and be wise in my behaviors. And I had to be patient. And in my patience, I had to maintain my connection with my parents. And this week, when my dad was feeling very depressed and anxious, I had to be patient and, and stay connected to him and not allow that moment to destroy our relationship. God entrusted you to your parents' care and God entrusts your parents to your care. With humility, gentleness, self-control, and patience, I believe that we can honor our parents even in the middle of a disagreement and possibly even in the middle of doing something that goes against their wishes. Join me in prayer. God, thank you that you chose the parents for us, whether they're our biological parents or adoptive parents. Lord, you 
knew who would be taking care of us, and you entrusted us to them. And Lord, likewise, you knew that someday our parents would need us and that their care would be in our hands. And so, Lord, we recognize that this is a huge responsibility and one that we cannot do well, this honoring of our parents, if we don't have you leading, guiding us. Lord, we cannot honor our parents. So we surrender our relationships with our parents to you, Father. And we ask, we ask for humility, for gentleness, for self-control, and for patience as we honor our parents. We thank you and we claim the promises in Jesus' name. Amen.